Mrs. Patton today at Farmer Jack, and she said she saw you smoking. Well, she's crazy. Mom, I can't believe you. Do you seriously think I would start smoking? Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> you know, I had a friend that used to smoke. You know what he's doing now? He's dead. Now, you think smoking makes you look cool? Let's go dig him up now and see how cool he looks. Danny, if I started smoking, I would tell you. Oh, good. Now I don't have to worry. Hey, Dad, guess what? They're showing Monty Python and the Holy Grail at Parkway Saturday night. Neil, Bill, and I are going to watch it twice in a row. Great. Well, Sam, isn't the homecoming dance Saturday night? Yeah. Are you going? No, why would I do that? Well, your sister's going. No, I'm not. All right, kids, high school is for learning, but it's also where you should be learning how to socialize. That's what high school dances are all about. No, they're not. There's a chance for the popular kids to experiment with sex in their cars. Lindsay! Hey! I mean, if that's what you want me to do, then I'd be happy to go. You know, there was a girl in our school. She had premarital sex. You know what she did on graduation day? Died of an overdose. Heroin. Dad, are any of your friends alive? The smart ones. Jimi Hendrix. You know what happened to him? He died. Choking on his own vomit. Daddy, I skipped Latin. Oh, well, I can understand why you wouldn't want to learn about that. It's only the building block of our language. Well, I'm just glad your grandmother wasn't alive to hear about this. You can't cut corners in life. You know who cut corners? Kennedy. Kennedy cut corners when he was running the Bay of Pigs. A lot of good men lost their lives because of it. You know who else cut corners? Janice Joplin. Dad! What are you talking about? You don't make any sense. I just cut class and guess what? Everybody's still alive. Hello and welcome to TV Donut. This is a show where we watch the pilot and the finale of the first season of a TV show. We select at random and we try to find out what was missing in the middle. I'm Piers Ray. Joining me as always, Hannah Davies. Hello, everybody. And Saskia Werner. Hello. This so? is actually a very special episode of TV Donut. Uh, when at least one of us has seen the show, it's a special episode of TV Donut. When we've all seen every episode of the show, it's a very special episode of TV mm -hmm. Donut. And this is a one of our all of our favorites, I think. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're what we watched Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. We've all seen all of it. Yeah. I mean, probably multiple times. I assume. Yep. I've only seen it one time. Really? Yeah. That's very surprising. Yeah. I could have seen you binging this multiple times. No, I only saw it for the first time maybe three years ago, and I actually haven't seen it since. Are until, you going to... Well, until today, yes. Are you going to rewatch it immediately? Uh, well, I'm currently in the middle of still watching Survivor. I'm only season nine seasons into that, and I still have like 20 to go, so I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. You know, this but maybe I'll uh, fit it in there. This show's a lot like Survivor. They survive high school. Tell me about it. <laughs> I love it more every time I see it. I could honestly watch it on a loop. I think it's one of those shows for me where it's like you can just have it on in the background and sit down and watch a few scenes. And it, it's so great. It stars so many people that are, are huge now. And it, even the bit parts, the one lines, the little roles are played by people like Ben Foster. You know, like... Amazing and actors. And Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, Joel exactly. Joel Hodgson. 
Who's the disco champ in the finale? So oh. many people. It's great. So yeah, one of my definitely one of my favorites. I mean, Saskia and I and Eric have a whole podcast where we talk about teen dramas. So Oh you do? Obviously, yeah. It's called Clash of the Teen oh, Drama man. Titans. You've never told have you not here. heard it? No, yes. no one's ever mentioned it to me. Oh. You should listen to that sometime. It's so great. Yeah, I love good. talking about drama. So many great With characters. Teens. So and, this will uh, eventually come into Yeah, it's definitely on my list of uh of favorites. Well, we should come up with some really good arguments for you to use against Eric in that episode. Mm, well, he, it's one of his favorites, too. I know. Yeah. I know. He's going to talk about the music. All right. Should we... Which is fair, because that's... I've got to talk about the music. <laughs> Today, there yeah. were some really good moments, yeah. One of the best things about the show, one of the biggest problems for it, ate up tons of the budget, getting all those hit tracks. Yeah. That makes sense. But I don't think it needs it anywhere else. Well, that's a weird thing to say, but... No, I would agree. It doesn't yeah. seem like it was lacking anywhere. No, no it all feels fantastic. Yeah. Um, what would be weird is when they syndicated this, they took out the songs and probably put in sound-alikes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, can you that imagine would, what no, that would be like? No, you don't want to. How could you... What, what's a equivalent for The Grateful Dead? Like you could never imagine. Like half the point it. is, yeah, the, the music and the... Well, what they normally do is just get a, a no-name band to play the same song because oh, they can really? pay them a lot less money for that. Oh, they just have to pay the uh, composer royalty. Yeah, right. And then it's just a day job for the players. Yeah, smart, smart, smart. Yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> insider tip, guys. But if you don't get a great group, yeah. Imagine if you had one group redoing all the songs. It's not the same. No, by it's any not. Means it might even be worse than replacing it with a crappier song. I, replacing I, yeah. it with a crappier version of the original song but because the whole time you're like what the fuck is going on we here? got the good songs so we it's did all good exactly and it's important all right let me uh read the synopsis episode number one yes pilot, pilot. we're not we're not happy guys Screw the, only, big prob- time. the only problem mr apatow and mr feig the only problem with this episode though <laughs> well we'll see but I have one thing that I would like to discuss, but it's not really a problem with the episode. Anyway. Okay, please. Uh, Lindsay's family and friends fear the worst when she quits the academic decathlon team and begins hanging around with a new crowd. A new friend tries to help her find her way. Meanwhile, Sam ponders asking cheerleader Cindy Sanders to the homecoming dance while trying to cope with persistent teasing and torture at the hands of a savage bully. Mm-hmm. That's pretty... That's, yeah. That, that uh, it. premiered in September of 1999. Savage Bully. That's a great logline, by the way. A lot of these loglines give away endings. Yeah. This one is... Uh, or don't make sense at all. Yeah. This one laid out all three. Well, I guess all two of the main plot arcs. Mm-hmm. This, the pilot is great, I think. It's a great pilot. We it is. We watch a lot of pilots, but it's very simple. And I think that's, again, why we have so few notes, is that they are two very clear storylines. They intertwine in mm-hmm. great moments, thanks to this great brother-sister pair. Another reason why this is one of my favorite shows is, like, brother-sister relationships are always interesting to me. Yes. Yes. And they're just fantastic, but it's, yeah, it's not like a ton is happening. We're really, again, this is one of those pilots where it's more about character building character development than plot. Is mostly what's happening, yeah. Yeah. And normally when we do a very special donut, we watch the first episode of the series and the final episode of the series, and unfortunately for everyone, that's still the donut here, because we don't get more than 18 episodes, Ugh. which is the most tragic thing about this whole situation. It is very tragic. It's galling. And then I was also thinking when we watched it yesterday, like, 
so many things are getting reboots now, but like you can't really do a reboot with this show because so many of them were kids. How it's, could you recapture the magic? Like you uh, can't. No, you could totally recapture the magic, but you can't recapture the scenario. They couldn't be in the 80s. They couldn't still be in high school. It would have to be them as adults, which is a completely different, different show. Exactly. Yeah. I thought no, we're talking Just, about like replacing them or with new actors, which it would, would be, be insane. Them being the parents and their kids being in high school, where it's like a new Harry Potter generation kind of thing, which also, I mean, would be funny, but It'd be interesting. the only way to do it, which wouldn't work because this is much less of a comedic show, is to do it the way they did it with um, the camp one on Netflix. Oh, so, with what, what, what have American, American Summer, Summer is have them all play teenagers, but be yeah. adults. Yeah, and they actually go younger. In that one than they were in the first and, movie. Yeah, exactly. And they these guys already look like full-grown men yeah. in this show. Yeah, they do. I mean, Siegel has the unfortunateness of being like six foot five. And I'm sure he's, you know, 19 or 20, but, you know, he could easily be 25 because he's so tall. Yeah. He could. He didn't yeah. look too... There's no one on this show... That jumps out to me as being miscast. Like, they won an Emmy for best They were casting. perfect. The bully They're... seems like he's older. Alan? Yes, that's his name. Really? Oh, I... yeah, I didn't get that yes. early either. I thought he just felt like... He but really he's in their like grade. A... They all felt... Oh, you mean in the... Right, got you. Older than Sam. And yes. I definitely thought he was ahead of them. Yeah, I did too. I thought he was older than they were, for sure. If they're freshmen, I thought he was a sophomore. It gave me the sense when, when they were in the locker room and he was with them as they were changing, like that he also just came back from... Sports class, but do they sometimes? Anyway, it doesn't even matter. Do they sometimes like have multiple sports yeah, classes? Yeah, at the same time, multiple. Yeah, and multiple, multiple grades. Grades combined. The grade twelves are on the field. The grade tens are in the gymnasium. That sort of thing. Yeah. So really, I have no, nothing Gym else. I agree. Period. All the other people seem. I forgot and love the opening to this episode where we get Brett and Ashley mm -hmm. talking about um, how they need to communicate in their relationship and how he loves her so much it just scares him. I really wanted to ask you, my fellow Clash-er, did that feel like the teen dramas that we're watching? Like, it, are we are we seeing the Brett and Ashley's? We have not? certainly okay. seen that. Yeah. Yes. That's what I felt, too. Yeah. I was like, they're commentating on what this genre normally is, <laughs> and then showing us that they are going to do something completely different here. Which they get into immediately with the music. Yeah. Yes. By setting these groups of people up with their different... Songs. It was running with the devil. Oh man, you want to hear something way messed up? You know that Molly Hatchet shirt I was wearing the other day? <laughs> you know the one with the executioner guy holding that bloody axe under his foot's the severed head? Yeah. That's my shirt. <laughs> yeah, so my mom, she makes us go to church every week. And we got to dress up. And so I get there. And the stupid priest says I can't come in. <laughs> you can't wear stuff like that at church, man. Why not, man? It's church. It's supposed to forgive people there. <laughs> so you hate my shirt. Forgive me. Let me come in. Hey, I believe in God, man. I've seen him. I felt his power. He plays drums for Led Zeppelin, and his name is John Bonham, baby. <laughs> yeah. Van Halen for the freaks under yeah. the bleachers. Yes. Yeah. Right below this beautiful love scene. Which include Psst. Daniel, Ken, and Nick. Yeah, it was really great. Franco, opening. Rogan, God Seagal. is John Bonham, we yeah. find out in this speech. Oh my god, yes. Ugh. Great. God, he, Nick is 
didn't my care own. for Nick when I saw this this season the I mean, first time. You're not supposed to, yeah, really. He is. I have a lot of questions. We can get more into it in the finale. And again, now that you've seen more of these types of shows, like are Nick and Lindsay Endgame? Because it feels in that finale like they're both bummed. That they're that they're saying they're over each other, I agree. and it gave me the feeling like we're supposed to think, okay, maybe next season, or you know, or by the end of the series, if we get four seasons, that they'll end up together. But in my memory of this show, they never had chemistry. They she didn't. never I loved agree. him. You know, it so was always I like didn't a, get that scene. I always thought that she always way to the end <laughs> went out with him because well, he he was in love with her. He's in love with her in the pilot. Yeah, well, you can already tell. Yes. When he in the pilot, he immediately starts pushing for her to hang out with their group. And well, it's Franco that brings her in, though, right? It's the, yeah. it's the whole we never see how that happens, and I would have liked to know how she got into this group. Yeah, how they meet. Yes. What? What? Well, they go to school together. They, they do. They, they, know, to they probably together. know each other since they were kids. But she true, is kind of true. a nerd in the sense at the beginning of the show. I don't think she's their friend in this pilot. No. I don't think she hangs out with them. I think she's trying to... Because she has a crush on Franco. Star Daniel. Yeah. We should specify... We can call him Franco. We yes. find out in the pilot, prior to the start of the pilot, Lindsay was a full-on nerd. Like she's a, a math student, math lead. Yeah. Then her grandmother they dies. They literally call her the chick that got an A. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, how like do you so, know she's who, the only who one who got an A? Also, you don't know who what other people's grades are. Teachers don't announce that in class. Yeah, they don't. So, like, Lindsay's big big arc of the whole show is that she sees her grandmother die. Yeah, which becomes is really very afraid up. because yeah. her grandmother doesn't didn't want to die. Didn't want to die. Didn't see a white light. Nothing like that. Yeah. So she comes back to school and is now looking for more. But are you supposed to see the white light after you drift away? Like, if you're still conscious, are you supposed to see the white light then? I don't think that she... Uh, In the sense of the Bible, I of course. I think the catalyst of that was more that it doesn't matter. Like, the, she's been on the straight and narrow path because mm-hmm. she believed that that would make a difference. And now she doesn't anymore. She yes. doesn't think she has to be good. So she's giving herself the opportunity to try things that maybe she's wanted to try but thought was bad, right? Yeah. And then the the parents, again, amazing. Parents like, are perfect. Her parents, the dad, it's, the, the, it's, the, the, uh, the lectures about all the dead people. If we didn't see, the, hadn't seen the show and we were doing this as a donut, the dad would be the one who's worst off. Like, you get the worst into, like image of him in these two episodes like he, he's very likable well he's hilarious yes but he yes is. you can see he's such how a frustrating that would be to have that kind of relationship and with it doesn't dad. seem like it's a good relationship in these two episodes between Lindsay and her dad but it, yeah they have great moments together it seems in the series. It's, it, there's a tough moment in the finale but it, like he's dictatorial in the pilot but they there's still like an affection there like they razz him a little and yeah. he just is like oh yeah it's good still a good idea oh i want i just before we start thinking about i want i want to say what our three favorite lines were from the episodes <laughs> if you have any oh you don't have to say some but right. i had three favorite lines <laughs> that just reminded that? me because he, he, he said something that was that made me laugh so hard. And okay, I will well, tell you when we get to it. Oh, you're I not have... doing it now. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm just putting it in your mind I so see. that we, as you go, if you think of a scene where you're like, oh my god, that made me laugh, then you can just shout it out. Uh, this was the best theme song ever. I wanted to mention that since we recently yep. did themes. Um, the reason, obviously, it wasn't on my list is because it's one of my favorite songs ever. True. And was way before I ever saw the show. Yeah. But 
fucking love the opening. This is such a great opening in the show. This is Bad Reputation, Joan Jett. Yeah, sorry. I should probably say that. Never hurts. Never hurts to give specifics. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our geeks who, like, look exactly the same now, but just they're adults. Oh, Sam. I Sam think I will say, I will say, <laughs> yeah, but Sam, Sam aged really well. Sam Levine looks the same. Yeah, he does. He hasn't changed at all. He's one of my favorite. He co-hosts the Kevin Pollock chat show. What's his face? And then Martin Starr. He looks the same. Like his face is. You can still see like it one hundred percent. We've talked about him on this podcast before when we talk about our favorite show, which we've talked about many times, so many times exactly. So we won't get into that. But I mean, again, just the careers of all these people, and then. I was saying to Saskia before we started recording, I was really watching this with a different kind of eye this time and thinking about, because obviously all of these actors have gone on to success, but which one of them, like, were really killing it then? Like, who had it so natural? And to me, it's Siegel. Jason Siegel just slays it in both these episodes. Yeah. Um, comedically and emotionally. This is a character that he plays a lot. And the other yes. person that I... But for someone... Like, these are all their first acting jobs, pretty much. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just, like, thrown into this. And the other one, I think, is busy. Like, um, Kim. She's just... She's so good, right? In she that is really good. scene. She's terrifying. Oh, and you, you fucking hate her. She's terrifying. <clears throat> and then not until the last second of the... Of the pilot last where we're like, yeah. oh my god, she she might have a heart. She might she be might a real have, yeah. person. There's like one little beat. But she is so much energy. It's just a ball of rage and and like it's so real. She's yeah. so in that moment. Anyway, loved it. And with good reason. The episode where we meet her family is yeah, one of the a, saddest episodes. It is one of the saddest. Series. And it's yeah. like when we watched the finale, that's like one of the first things I thought of. Like the the journey she's on in this whole season and the things you find out about her. And yeah, you're super against her in the pilot, and then you love her by the finale. No, what a, this love is, Busy Phillips. Yes, this is one of the few shows She's where great I great on. Oh my God, I forgot it again. Vice Principals. Mm. Vice Principals. Oh, She's also yes. fantastic on Cougar Town, and she just got the lead in Tina Fey's new uh, NBC comedy. Oh. oh, so we're going to be seeing her in the fall. That's you mean exciting. Untitled Tina Fey project. Oh, I love what that it's show. Called. Yeah. No, it does have a name. Something Sisters. Something Sisters. Oh, yes, yes, yes. don't know the name of it, but um, I'm excited because I love that girl. She's also awesome on Dawson's Creek, which we will get to on Clash of the Teen Drama Titans. Yeah, every, everyone in this show is fantastic. Joe Flaherty is the dad. I just want to put that out there. Oh, yeah, I love he's a great Canadian actor. Is he Canadian? Joe Flaherty? From, yeah, he's from Pennsylvania originally. Oh, really? I 100% thought he was Canadian. He is so Canadian. He's on that weird Canadian show where the there's a fly man. Yeah, he's on a bunch of weird Canadian shows. Yeah, you think he just got involved with like SCTV, but he was actually from the US? Oh, he might have just moved here young. I didn't look that deep into it. Yeah. I just remember being stunned when I found out because I think of, Joe, we think of you as Canadian. Move back. Come home. We miss you. It's- oh, so we were talking a little bit about the intro here, which is that beautiful long shot. Just like one continuous shot on a dolly, right? He was born on the same day as me. Sorry. Really? June you share a birthday with Jeff? That's Don't really worry. cool. <laughs> yeah. Tweet at him. Like on your birthday, yes. specifically. Oh, the Sackett Sisters. Thank you. The Sackett Sisters. Alliterative. That's Tina Fey's new show. The Sackett Sisters. She has titled her project. Oh, okay. Tina Fey also did uh, Sisters, like 
in 2015. Yeah, with with uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, never saw it. It's like, it was good. Was like, I searched I'm Sisters. Sure. I'm I, like, oh, it's just called Sisters? I'm like, ah, no, it's Sackett Sisters. I heard it was great. Yeah. I would like to say that we get a uh, Kirk impression. Yes, And a Tribbles away. reference, which was amazing for the three of us, who are still currently smack in the middle of season two of the original Star Trek. Sam Levine playing Neil Schweiber, the... The geek. Oh, you know that's how he got the part. He's so funny. Is he sent in himself doing the Shatner impression, mm. and Apatow hired him because it was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> this is like exactly what geeks do. It's amazing. Lindsay uh, stands up for Sam against Alan, and uh, then Sam gets really pissed. Doesn't go over well. Claims yeah. he weighs a hundred and three pounds, not under a hundred. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be embarrassing to have your sister. Defend but you. it's a tough call. Like, what she's supposed to do? Let him get his ass kicked? Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately. I don't know. I like, don't know if you could do that. You could step in I mean, midway I guess you step in once kicking. it gets bad, yeah. Yeah, that's when you step in, is when it goes too far, but... Totally. So, Otherwise, yeah, basically, I mean, later. we could... Do you want to just go through Sam's storylines? Sure. Yeah, because it's... We should say, if you haven't seen this show, first of all, you should. Yeah. Best show of the millennium. Get to it. And now. by which I mean specifically the year 2000, 2000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all about Sam Weir and Lindsay Weir, brother sisters, both coming of age stories for them and their friends. Yeah, one's That's a the freshman, the other one's a junior. Yeah, yeah, because she's not going to grad. No, she's must be a junior. Must be a junior. She was originally supposed to be fifteen. Right. But I think they aged her up a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. that's too young. That's grade 10. And especially when your brother is also there, you want like a little gap between yeah. the two of them. Uh, so Sam's storyline is that he's being bullied by Alan at school. His friends won't stand up for him, but his sister will, which is embarrassing. Yeah. His friends don't want to put themselves in the crossfire and then have Alan torment them as well. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens. Yeah. Accidentally. Accidentally. So, for both of them. Yeah. Um... Neil's plan is to avoid him for four years, and as he's announcing this plan and attempting to enact it, he turns around and slams right into him and receives his ire. And then Bill, like, just can't take the incessant, like, psychological damage that Sam is going through, and yeah. he tries to find out, like, why. What's the point? Yeah. He just asks him, what's the point? And then that <laughs> makes him a target. So they are forced into the fight, basically. And so they seek advice from Long-Haired Kid, who I never got his name. What do you guys... I don't know. Okay. I will look that up. I couldn't find it. I tried. The the older geek who he's gives got, them advice yeah, and then later he's becomes in the part of the crew. Too, yeah. yeah, he's such a great character. I that just call him long hair in my notes because I couldn't find his name anywhere. Anyway, he basically talks about uh, the same situation that he was in, in which he fought his bully, got his ass severely beaten, and then the bully got kicked out of school. He broke his tailbone, right? Which is very painful. Yes, he can't, like sit down for a really long time. So, um, they are not into that plan, but they do eventually decide that that's the only way to get him off his back, right? Yes. Yes. Well, yes, they say that it's the only thing you can do. Is that fight the... them and then they'll leave you alone. You know what? Um, we we well, haven't mentioned the other half of, of uh, Sam's plot line here, which is about to dovetail. Where we His are. His girl? He's obsessed with Cindy? Uh, with Cindy. Cindy Sanders. The pretty girl from school. Who's she's a, a cheerleader. cheerleader. Jinx. And she's uh, 
I don't know. She is. She's very, very pretty, but also has kind of like a wholesome quality. And she's super nice to him. She's right. Very, like, exactly. It's not one of these typical stories where you normally see on these shows where he's just like creepily watching her and like, like imagining a relationship between them. Yeah. But, but she's actively like talks to him. It seems like she likes him. Like seems at like least as a friend. At least as a friend. Yeah. And she doesn't. I mean, she's part of the popular crowd, but she's also, she feels very down to earth. It's actually a, one of my favorite scenes was when they're discussing, like, what her situation was. Because basically, she finds his jacket in one of his classes <laughs> yeah. and brings it back to him. And they are so amazed that she carried it in public. Mm-hmm. Like, it means Through she... Through the halls. People that saw. Yeah. People saw that. Like, that's what he says. It's, I laughed so hard. That was so funny. But, they're right. Uh, they're yeah, dead well, right. She brought that all the way across school. Ish. Come I on. Mean, I, yeah. Uh, then they leap to she's in love with you, which is a bit of a leap. She absolutely is. Yeah. She. If I was, then, if I was their age, that is exactly the conversation. Uh, yeah. We'd then have been he's like, Sam's like, she's not even. Or Neil says she's not even the same species as you. <laughs> so one of them is like encouraging him, and the other one is saying like, no, like this is no. Yeah. Bill is the dreamer. Yeah. And Neil is uh pragmatist right he's always a pragmatist and they also as the two stories dovetail sam explains to neil in the locker room gym class that lindsay's been acting weird since like you said their grandma died basically in front of her Mm -hmm. he doesn't know that yet um and that's why she's been dressing weird and hanging out with franco she's been wearing um her dad's old army jacket yeah yeah which is their version of i love it It looks great on her great i want it so bad I wish they they should sell them. Yeah. So eventually they come up with the. How did they? It come just up with bothers the me idea that she of... wears it in every scene, and I get really sick of seeing it. Yeah. I remember the first season. I was like, just wear something else, please. But again, but it's, it's the point. Way more realistic than what you're gonna see when we finally get to Gossip Girl, when they're wearing a different ten thousand dollar outfit every single yes, day. I guess. Like in high school, yeah. you wore the same coat every day. Yeah, you wear a new coat, coat sure. every day. I, still... I mean, it's weird that she's constantly wearing it. She never takes it off. Yeah, she doesn't take it off. <laughs> but she does. In one of the episodes, she takes it off when she's dancing. Yeah, I still remember yeah. that. And I was like, oh, she has a nice sweater on underneath there. Yeah. The uh, Dungeon Master we were speaking of earlier, the nerd who helps them fight the bully, his name is Harris Trinsky. Harris Trinsky. His name is Harris on the show? On the show. Wow. So Sam goes to Lindsay and asks if she thinks they can take down Alan if they gang up on him. And she says that they probably can, as long as none of his friends try to help. Yeah, that's the really tricky bit, is if he's got anyone else on his side. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of surprised when they get there to fight him that he doesn't. Well, he doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know what's happening. They ambush him. I was surprised. I forgot that that's what they were doing. It's like they were just waiting for him somewhere where they knew he would go past on his way home. Because that's when Bill is like, oh, we're here to fight you. And uh, and Neil's like, shut up. Like, just don't tell him that. We could just walk away. Like, it wasn't a planned fight. No. It was like an amp, like you said, an ambush, yeah. which is even more hilarious. You're going to, like, jump this guy where no one's watching. And Except this one kid who decided to come smart. and watch. Yeah. Oh, this jerk. He's... <sighs> what a... His name's Colin. He's another one of the older geeks. Yeah. Who still gets dragged into this fight with, I'm guessing, a younger student. Unless Alan's in his grade, that means the three of them are taking it. <laughs> I, I think so they silly. are also, so yeah, silly. maybe a year older. It's a perfect situation. But who knows? Yeah, it's really funny. 
Anyway, Sam doesn't even make it to the fight. He's too busy asking Cindy to the prom. And we, uh, we get prom to the, so dance. to the dance. The another amazing scene where they walk down the street to Renegade by Styx, which is featured three times in this episode. <laughs> Styx. I forgot how much you love Styx. Well, why wouldn't you? Saskia loves all the bad 80s music. No reason not to. Even though it's 1980, so it must have been from 1979. <laughs> yeah. So eventually he gets promised a dance, even though, you know, she can't. She's going with someone else. She made plans dance. two weeks She's ago. going with Dan. She gets a dance, but Sam's going to get a dance at the dance, which yeah. is good enough. Good That's enough. That's a victory. That's good. Yeah, no, he's super stoked about that. Then he shows up to see his friends, and they have actually fought Alan for him. And he's like, That fight was phenomenal. Done. It was uh, one of the best ever. Maybe. I love it so much. Yeah. He did. The, I can't real fight. stand fighting on There's, TV. Like, exactly, and yeah. the, it had real stakes, and you didn't know how it was going to end. And like, what what kind of attack plan is it? He's like, ah, and he just literally throws his whole body on top of this guy. Yeah, yeah. and like, it's it was hilarious. It was great. And yeah, he, I think Colin and got body, attacked first. He right? did because yeah. he was like, he did. oh, dude, I'm just here to watch. <laughs> and then Alan goes after him. It's like, That's my favorite thing about Alan oh. is that he's like, okay, he took on the strongest guy first too. Right? No, he took on the guy who was the biggest jerk. He's like, you're just here to watch these guys. No, no, yeah. you don't. Nobody eats for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not entertainment. <laughs> and he ends up like Alan sort of loses that fight. Like he runs away. He's yeah, still vowing vengeance, but he runs away. He bikes away. Yeah, and he uh, sounds upset. I mean, I feel like it was a draw. They were all exhausted yes. and they couldn't fight anymore. Which is kind of amazing that he yeah. he was able to fight all three of them as well. That's true. If <laughs> well, Sam had been there, maybe it would have gone differently. Yes. But they're so right. Like that should be enough. You know, that's... But Sam is still not fought him. Yeah, but he's got... At least he's got... Like, his Alan had turned his vendetta on to all three of them by that point. Yes. So, it's, since they're always together, he can't go after one of them. And we still don't know what Alan's, like, deal is. Why is so no. mean? Do we I think... don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. He's in a lot of the he episodes. Is. And, uh... And I think we do find out for sure. Yeah, but he's not in the finale, I feel so. like it's hinted he's got... He doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Like, he is totally alone. Doesn't they say in this episode that it's a cry for help. Yeah. And it turns out, I think I think it but is. But doesn't he have friends with him every time? He's Except for the time they... He has, like, guys at, at school that are following him around. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's got, like, a couple of cronies. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But that's pretty much the resolution of Sam's storyline, oh. except for... Go That was one of my favorite lines. Maybe not one of the three favorite lines, but when he says... It's when, when he... Not Neil, but Sam. Bill. Oh, Bill asks him, "Is like, why do you have to do this?" And like, "You're dead too, little man." I loved that line that was a because great. little man was written on the lunch bag that his mom oh, gave him. Hey, okay. I was yes. I'm like, because they say that in the dodgeball game, which we didn't even talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, well, how do they know that reference? And then, oh, because it was on, on the lunch, lunch bag. bag. And he's like, at least your mom's not it's writing like, it directly my on the mom bag. Can call me that. I didn't get that. Thank you so much. For I was, that it was up. one That's of my hilarious. favorite lines. So dodgeball. Were were we pro or con? I was oh, great always team. con. No, I mean for in cool. life. Oh yeah, it's a great sport. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I hated every second of it. I was so fine with fun. it. I'm right there in the middle. I kind of was <laughs> never a PE person. Sports was my least favorite for a long See, time. I love sports. It I just really comes down really to whether or not. Balls. Yeah, if you don't if you don't mind getting hit with a rubber ball, it's a great game. 
Yeah, see, I was never in their position where I was, like, the target of, like, physical violence or bullying. <laughs> like, they weren't all trying to get me, but I just, I didn't care for having to just avoid getting hit really hard with something. Like, that seems so stupid to me. That's... So I'm glad that I asked that question. There were three different minds about the sport of dodgeball, I also which is like... going to be so fun. I feel like we don't play it the way they play it in this episode anymore, either. Yeah. No. You know, like, especially because it's co-ed now. Right, gym class? Was your gym yeah, class it was, so, Oh, was. yeah, but that's yes. worse. That's what exactly it. Right? The yeah. guys are don't throw it any less hard because they're throwing it at us. Oh, I don't know about that. Freaking hurts. Oh, I, I, I definitely threw it harder at guys than at girls. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure. That's, that's But you still got to throw it hard enough that you can't catch it. Yeah, that's, that's the why thing. It's like, and that, it's got to hurt. It's going to hurt. If you like need to throw it. But you don't need pain to enjoy gym or exercise man you just took so many sports off the table yeah so that's many true sports. but those sports should not be in high school gym classes mm. you shouldn't go to third period and play football and come out of it with like a broken ankle and a black eye <laughs> i don't think they do play football <laughs> they, they never don't football. i was just saying yeah. as an example we did do baseball the same a lot. with Baseball, soccer, Freaking. basketball. I mean, I yeah, I just located my job playing soccer in gym. So. I don't know how you did that, but that's uh, very cool. The person kicked the ball very hard, and oh. it was supposed to go around me, but oh. it went right into my face. That's oh, a pain. God. And I had to test the next period. See? This is what I'm saying, guys. So like, you got out of it? No. Um, one of my friends set my jaw for me, and I went to class. Whoa, oh, my God. That's insane. And then for years, I'd wake up in the morning, I couldn't open my mouth. Mm. And I'd have to hit myself in the face. Oh. That's not fun. I'm not well, good at seeing doctors, guys. Really glad you took care of it. I didn't. Didn't at all. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Katie Morgan, who said, I know first aid. I can fix it. I know. You could have done a better job, Didn't Katie. work out that well. No. Anywho. All right. So then he goes to the dance. He's stoked. He he has his confidence up. He looks great in his suit. He does. He looks And he yeah, goes up and asks Cindy to dance during this super epic slow song. Come sail away. And as soon as Sticks. they go to dance... Hi, Cindy. Hey, Sam. I was wondering, um, you said you'd save a dance for me, so can I have it now? Um, I mean, if you're not busy. I'm not busy. We lived happily forever. So the story goes But somehow we missed out On the part of gold But we'll try Best that we can To carry on Come on, Sam! It's yeah. They literally take an empty, the entire minute of that slow song to get to the dance floor, which was the best part of it. And oh. then they finally reached that spot. It's building it up, building dance. it up. This perfect magical moment's coming, and now, well, they're just dancing. But he, that's my favorite bit of acting, by the way, from from Sam. From yeah. uh, and we also that, get a, a nice little name. interpretive dance bit from Millie during this slow section of. Uh, we should specify that Millie is Lindsay's best ex-best friend well, kind of still her best friend but she's point, a church going academic type she hasn't 
she's trying to pull Lindsay back from where she's going. Yeah, she's a 100% do-gooder. Well, let's talk about Lindsay. She's spying on the freaks. Trying to insinuate herself, insert herself. Trying to protect her brother. She gets a crazy lecture because someone saw her smoking. But she says she doesn't. She totally does. I think she was lying. I think she was lying. Yeah. Um, she tries to be nice to Eli, who's getting teased all around school, but doesn't really know it because he's a bit mentally challenged. He's a li- yeah. Eli's such a sweet guy. Yes, nice. played amazingly by Ben Foster. He's such a good actor. Is yeah, Ben he- Foster? Uh, is he mentally challenged? I'm not familiar no, with the actor. No, Ben Foster is. You are. He's been nominated for multiple Academy Awards. He's a great actor. He yeah. kills it in he's, this. Uh, you've seen him in Six Feet Under. Who? What now? Ben Foster. Six Feet What now? Six Feet Under, he dated Claire. Thank you. He was the artist who dated Claire for a long time. Russell. Oh, the... Wait, uh, no, Russell is the the teacher. No, I think he's Russell. Anyway. Right. He's also the brother of uh, one of our favorite stars of Life As We Know It. The, the real brother? Yeah, John Foster, who was sleeping with Miss Young. Oh, my God. Yeah. Gross. He's got a great family. Miss Young. <laughs> I, I was actually... like, John Foster's not gross. He's super hot. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, I assumed yeah. that they had hired Look an up actor. Ben Foster on uh, IMDb Whom and just you know. check out his credits. Like 310 to Yuma. He's been in so many things. Well, he is a regular chameleon then. He yeah, absolutely. He's a character actor who's our age. It's crazy. Like he's one of the most talented actors in our generation like he's just well in your generation well he's younger than me but Is older he? than you guys i would guess he's 1980 yeah 1980 birth so i think he's he's younger than you oh too. he was born in 88 so yeah. it says on imdb yes 1980 what else is he in oh uh, i just closed imdb i know you i just asked you to look at it and you didn't i didn't think you wanted me to read a bunch of his credits how about hell or high water heard of yeah. that how about warcraft the movie which i'm now very excited to see about Inferno. How about Contraband? A robot chicken. The Mechanic. Oh. Robot. Birds of America. Pandorum. My name is Earl. 30 Days of Night. That's enough. X-Men 3. Hostage Dead Zone. Six Feet Under. Do you recognize him yet? Um, not really. Okay. I mean, I recognize... need to see I, more movies. I gotta go look him up and see who he was in Six Feet Under. Russell. Because I have not seen a lot of these parts. Yeah, you say that name, but He's I can't... He's the guy who was in the school... He's obsessed with her. Yeah. It's in season three. The little guy. Sure. He's like smaller than Claire. He's not very tall, yeah. No, but he's like specifically smaller than Claire. Oh, he's the, also, he's the guy who sleeps with the professor, with the instructor. Oh, yes. He's, okay, he's now I can picture He's the guy who cheats him. on Claire with a man. Yeah, he... <laughs> That's pretty easy to remember. Yeah. Okay, there we go. It doesn't now happen very him. often to him. He totally vanishes. He looks amazingly different. IMDb profile to that to this. I mean, I know he's a kid in this, but... Yeah. Anyways, great job, Ben Foster. So, it's Siegel, or um, Nick, who was the first one in this episode to exclaim the words, Disco sucks, <laughs> which yes. very much comes back around in the finale. So, I was surprised that it was... He who first spoke those words to us. And he means them. Yep, 110%. He means them very much. He is a 100% Zeppelin believer. So Millie comes out and like busts uh, Lindsay's like vibe. So she comes in the patio and she's all like, why aren't you signed up for the decathlon? Millie, go away. That was also another great line, which (laughs) literally just pulls her over. It's like, come, let me just talk to you over here. And all she says, like, Millie, go away. Yeah, because she doesn't, they don't, 
she doesn't want them to think that she's friends with a girl like that no. because they think of her as a girl like that. Well, Millie is so, it's so weird. Millie is extremely weird. It so is weird. Matter. Girl. They've been friends since they were kids. Yes, you which don't is why treat she treats somebody like that. That's yeah, really you, shitty. You don't. Lindsay's really shitty. And we don't like we don't know what's happened in the last like little while. I feel like I wish kind of that we saw the beginning of this. Like they already seem to not be 100% friends anymore at this yeah. point. Well, they seem, they've clearly gone down different paths. It's kind of hard meeting them now to imagine that they ever were friends. I think they were best friends up until Lindsay decided to be different after her grandmother died. I think there was nothing wrong up until she changed recently. She's got, how how long ago did her grandmother die? Like a month. She's changed a huge amount in that time then. Um, Can I come in? Do you think that me, Neil, and Bill could beat up Alan? Just Alan? Yeah. Alan and his buddies? No to maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, why are you throwing your life away? Did Dad tell you to ask me that? No, Millie did. Figures. Forget it. Yeah, tell her to mind her own business. You know, just because she asked me to ask you doesn't mean I was going to tell her what you said. Sam. Did Mom and Dad ever tell you that I was the only one with Grandma when she died? No. Yeah. They went down to the cafeteria to get some coffee. And all of a sudden, Grandma looked so terrified. And I didn't know what to do. She grabbed my hand and told me she didn't want to go. She looked so scared, Sam. So I said, well, you know, can you see... God or heaven or a light or anything. What did she say? No. There's nothing. She was a good person all her life. That's what she got. So... You, you do think that we could beat up Alan? Yeah. He's a goner. Yes, that's what it is. That's the whole problem, that she's a completely different person. I, I agree. I think she was way more like Millie. It wasn't long, I don't think. Before we saw her than she is now for sure and it's not just like oh she's wearing another jacket it's like she's not she doesn't care about any of the things she used to care about right and that's weird when your best friend just suddenly turns into a completely different person and that's a very high school thing because it's in high school when you sort of see the different cliques and groups and you decide which personality you want to put on 
Yeah, that's true. You know, and she's decided after seeing her grandma die in fear yeah. that she doesn't want to, like, waste her opportunity to, like, smoke cigarettes with Franco. Which, yeah, come on, enough. why and would you? That's why she gets into the group, right? Uh, we all think she's... Just she is. She, she clearly is in love with Daniel. 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 And uh, that's the other thing for me. Like, I thought for a long time the show was shipping them. Mm. But, well, they're clearly not, because Daniel and Kim are together. Here's so, the thing, though. Yeah. It was shipping them. But for the whole thing, like, were they yes. endgame? Yeah, maybe. Yes, they were endgame. I think, I mean, that's... Paul Fiega stated that it's that was his plan. Always the, also, you know, the trope for the best friend to end up having to fight over the guy, right? And then them having to deal with, like, well, I like Daniel now, but... You guys broke up and blah 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 blah. So yeah, I could see that. I, I always mean, thought she they were definitely just supposed has to be together more chemistry were. with him yeah. than she does with Nick. And she's not going to end up with Seth Rogen. So <laughs> Nick, <laughs> poor Nick. Yeah, and Nick, like the whole time, he is the male version of his girlfriend Sarah in the finale. Like yeah. she's been in love with him since she was in kindergarten or whatever. Yeah. She says sixth grade. Yeah, and I feel like he feels that way about Lindsay, but Lindsay will never feel that way about him. Right. I don't think. Maybe. I feel like he had moved on for the most part. But then from when he Lindsay. When, when what she, he did but it, that's the thing though in that scene it was like I was I think both are things are true. I yes. think what he was saying about how he likes Sarah is true. He, I does, think so he too. does like her. He's got yeah. deep feelings for her. He, I just he, think he also, like you said, he's loved Lindsay for so long. He knows her so well. All he's done is think about her that he's not totally over it, I don't think. No, that's not, not but that's something you never is. really get yeah, past. That's totally. just, you have those feelings for a person, then it works or it doesn't. And that's where I think this show is on such a different level than these shows normally are because it's so much more realistic. Totally. And small. And it's okay to be small because we all have, we all went through high school Mm -hmm. and we all remember what it's like and, and how it feels and how stressful it can be and how upsetting it seems. And it's funny to look back at it and be like, oh my God, ridiculous. But it happens to almost everybody, at least in the Western world who go to traditional high school. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about Kim. She really is not into Lindsay being in the group and she nope. dumps her purse out in the hallway which is like that's her let's be friends moment it's a mean girl thing yeah, she was huge bitch yeah there's no way to like her in this in this scene until the finale this is I we has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now but I want to bring it up anyways because I wrote so so sexist weakness thy name is female and that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about is like every reference from the gym teacher from the bullies is like stop being such a woman don't be oh, a yeah. man a lot of that actually but that's it that's period appropriate and it's still probably appropriate that's Ooh, conversation. I, think, I mean not I as don't much think you could get away with that in a lot of schools anymore but i it just that's that's my question though is like i know a certain group of people that are always yelling like you know pc police people can't say what they want anymore or how they feel and we have to just be kind to everybody. And that is kind of the way I would like it. I would like no one to feel bad. Uh-huh. 
But it's also like when you're representing a character's point of view and how they speak and how it was for them at that time, like that is probably what they were always hearing is like, be a man, don't be a pussy, yeah, this of course. and that. It was, yeah. What's, what's your... But it was nonstop. It was just like, oh, I just, I don't know. I just, what's the line between um, showing someone's honest experience with continuing to like keep this tradition going of like using this language and, and it never stopping because we're always talking about it. I definitely I think guess. it would Showing... be different if this was written today, even trying to recreate the same mood of that time period. I think it would not be the same. I think people should strive for accuracy. I think if that's the way it was, that's the way it should be represented and portraying it any other way is just a falsehood. You're whitewashing things. Yeah, I guess. It's like, it's not saying it's a good way to say, they're not encouraging it's people to speak It's a bad example, way. I guess, because it's a period piece, It's also right? It's I also always say, coming like, from villains. Like, let's make a, a movie about slavery, but we won't use any of the terms that we used back then, because it would yeah. be really no, upsetting. Crazy. Like, it wouldn't make sense. No, it doesn't make I sense. I totally understand, but it just, it felt so heavy, especially in this episode, where it was just, it just kept, every example was like, so unbelievably sexist. But then again, you have Lindsay, who's like the smartest girl in their school. So yeah, at it's... least they're showing both sides of 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 that. Yeah, uh, Goldberg was in this show. He's from the Mighty Ducks. Adam Goldberg? No, that's not his name. His character's name is Goldberg in the Mighty Ducks. I don't know his real name. Anywho, I don't know he was the bully that was uh, making fun of Eli that Eli thought was his friend. Oh yes. Oh yes. The mean and they guy were in the bleachers. And yeah. I'm and I'm the what does he say? And I'm, I'm the, the mean one. I'm the and I'm the mean. I'm how the, does that work? Can't remember. And yeah, I'm the mean to, one. To yes. give a little context to that quote, yeah. though. Uh, Lindsay go. He's having a fake conversation with Eli. Lindsay goes over and interrupts them, and then calls. Eli retarded. Well, this yeah. was the second scene is, that people were making fun of Eli. The first one was when Eli was going around asking everybody to the dance. Yeah, and one of those girls that was laughing at him was Sarah. Yes! That's yeah, right. that's a really but good point. But I don't point. know if that was supposed to be Sarah or if she just had a she part is in, in the pilot and they were like, oh, she's good. Let's write it apart for her in the show. Yeah, she doesn't seem that she cool does. as Sarah a as the that's credited in the pilot. Oh, okay. There you go. Answered the question. Thank yes. you. This is another example, though. The use of the word retarded. Yeah, no, totally. But I mean, that's also, that's just a euphemism treadmill thing as well. Because well, that, was... that used to just be a medically accurate term that then got turned into slang. Oh, and in now the, it's the 80s, thing. we used it nonstop. We called everyone that word. There you go. I, I, my entire childhood. It's hard for me not to say now because of that reason. Because it was such a part of our vocabulary. Like, yeah. it was like... The, it's just like how people use gay now to or mean did. like stupid or whatever. Like that was, it was just, that's that was been, the word. That's, that's like passe though by this point. Yeah. That's yeah. not something you. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> uh, well, that's the, but then the whole when thing about it too, it, it already has an effect within the show. Like he freaks out about being called retarded yeah, and just insists that he's special. Man, that chick digs you, I'm telling you. Yes! That uh, Jimmy Carter, he's some president, right? Oh. Yeah, he's really doing a hell of a job. Oh, he's doing a hell of a job. Hey, but I, I, I gotta say, I'm a little concerned about his handling of the economy. Well, aren't you? I'm a little concerned. 
I'm special. I'm special. Eli, you, you I'm are special. special. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know you're special. They're being mean to you. I'm not retarded. Okay. You're retarded. I'm sorry. No. No, I'm not retarded. I'm special. I don't want to go to dance with you. Please, no. I'm sorry. already at that time well yes but he tries to well i think again because we meet his mom i think in a later episode um mm. that that's her influence yes because she seems like a really amazing woman that's probably taught him like don't listen when they call you this this is what you are right yeah. not that that was coming from the general public no no but but he gets so freaked out he runs away he falls down and breaks his arm which so like Lindsay's trying to be nice and get him out of the situation where these kids are making fun of him, but he doesn't have any understanding of that. He thinks that they're having a normal, fun conversation and instead ends up like terrifying him, calling him a horrible name, and then him breaking his arm trying to get away. And now their date is no more. Oh yeah, and she loses her date to the dance. We haven't even said that she asked him to the dance. Hi, would you um would you go to homecoming dance with me? <laughs> um, I would, but um, I already have a date, so I can't. Sorry. Will you go to homecoming dance with me? <laughs> <laughs> Eli, what? There's a B in your book. Where? Oh, I'll get it. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Sure. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to upset your husband. <laughs> Oh, yeah? What if he was my husband? That'd be some kind of joke to you? It's no joke to me. I think you two make a good couple. Yeah? Maybe we do. Hey, Eli. Do you want to go to the homecoming dance with me? Yes! Yes, I do! Yeah, please! Yeah, I will go. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Eli. And he said yes, of course. Yes. And she did it. Mo- she only excited. she only did it to show someone up. Well, everybody was there was being a jerk. I think she did it for multiple reasons, but I think one of them is because she has to go. Her dad's making her go. So I don't think she I asked think... him out because of that, though. No, but she I think gone if on her she own. wasn't having to go, she might not have asked him. Oh yeah, she wouldn't have put her. Since she already saying, has like, to it go, wasn't just she may to, as like, well stick it to the girl. It was also like, well, I'm going. I might as well be nice and. See if he wants to go with me, you know? Yeah. 
that was my reading of the situation where she was like, well, I'm stuck going. I might as well, like, instead of taking, like, asking Daniel or someone that's going to make fun of her. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. It's like, she's like, well, this is a nice thing I could do. She's a nice person. Like, that's, I think, what they we're trying, they're trying to get us to understand despite the, all the stupid decisions that she's making. She does make a lot of very really stupid decisions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's so great. Yeah, she is amazing. She's so she'll she'll be all right. She'll end up on the right path in the future. This is what oh, the, for sure. the great scene where Mr. Rosso was like, "Call me Jeff. I'm not. I'm not Mr. Rosso right now. I'm Jeff. <laughs> that Just was my favorite friend, Jeff. Who cares?" And this was a good line. It's not one of my top three, but when he says, "She's like, I'm, everything's fine." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, someone should tell your face." I thought it was great as well. <laughs> was she, really, she was so angry. Really hilarious, and she has such a good like resting bitch face. Yeah, Jeff Rosso's got to be the best guidance counselor in the ever. world. Yeah, ever the best on television. One, yeah, ever on television for sure. I yeah. wonder if either of them, like at the Sour Fig, had a similar guidance counselor, and that's like if he's based on something. I was actually thinking Could about be. it this morning. Could be. He feels like a lot of different guidance counselors put together. I read to that uh, the writers had to fill out a questionnaire for Apatow mm-hmm. about high school experiences and memories and stuff, and that's where all the material for the show comes from. Yeah. It's from stuff that this they happened went through. to us. Let's okay, that's gonna be this scene. This is great. Let's use this. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's I'm gonna I mean, do that when I have my own teen drama. Make, <sighs> make the children do the work for me. Well you, you would have a much more realistic teen so, drama than most of them out there. Not probably not, because that's not how they get sold. <laughs> they get sold on Everyone melodrama. Everyone has to have a superpower, or you know, oh, God. or have murdered somebody. That's why they don't feel real, yeah. like this. I know it's unfortunate. It's a shame. But then, what can you do? So Nick did, uh, convinces Lindsay to cut class, which she's yes. obviously never done before, and uh, shows her his drums. Yeah, his ridiculous. Can I show you something that'll make you happy? And it's his drum set. Mm, his and passion. Then, yes, that's it, it. Does something does come out of this? Like he says, you have to find what I found in my drums, which is my reason for living. His essence of who <laughs> he is now. Yeah. So she's like, "Cool, I'll take up the clarinet. That'll uh, work out good for all of us." She doesn't find that thing, I think, until maybe the uh, finale. Mm-hmm. With the clarinet. No. Nope. The thing that makes her passionate. With the with the. With the Grateful Dead. That's the one. There we go. Yeah, I mean, and we'll is... never know, right? Because it's not until she comes back that you could really say like that she found it. Yeah. Well, I think what she's looking for is her community, her group. It's right? that's yeah, and she obviously doesn't find it with these guys. And again, what's her face is in this show. Uh, she was on on our favorite. Uh, we'll come back to that. Dirty Whoever sexy it was. money. Oh, Samir, yes. Samir. Juliet from Dirty Sexy Money is the one of the deadheads. And then I also just started watching our your favorite entourage. She's on that. Great. Yeah. She is. She's just everywhere right now. That's true. All the shows I'm watching is like serious it's all it's all the same time period. Well, not really. No. That was not, a, that, at, all. not at all at all. No. There's a huge gap. The Seven Darlings years is like now. Is that two thousand seven? Oh, sorry, I thought you meant like the nineteen eighties. No, the, in the time of the making oh, of the show. Got you. No, not really. No, it's seven years apart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then uh, then they're walking down the street, and lo and behold, Jeff pulls up yes. in his vehicle and is going to force Lindsay to be on the math lead. Or the, nope. Yes. Yes, the math lead. Yeah. 
See, here's the weird thing. Okay, usually students are happy about being selected to uh, attend the academic summit. How can I be in the top 1%? I don't study that much. I mean, are the kids in Michigan schools that stupid? No, you're just that smart. <sighs> Maybe you're tired and broken. Your tongue is twisted with words half-spoken and thoughts unclear. What do you want me to do? To do for you, to see you through. Why are you talking like that? Just quoting the dead. I know it always makes me feel better. What? Quoting the who? Not the who. <laughs> the Grateful Dead. When I was in college, back in the early 1700s, <laughs> I'd put their album American Beauty on whenever I was stressing out. It always helped. You know what? I'm going to loan it to you. Put it on while you're studying for finals, and uh, soon you'll be raring to go to that academic school. Decathlon? Do yes. Decathlon. It's a decathlon. Yes. Math is just a part of it, I think. It's irrelevant. Irrelevant. Some He's extracurricular going to student thing. I she feel like we see it, right? Because she's yeah, it's like an we ongoing. We do see it. Yeah. Totally do. She Story does line. do it. Uh, but uh, doesn't uh, yes? Nick has asked her out at this point, right? To, yeah, he, uh, he says he'll come and take her to the dance so they can. Because Lindsay doesn't want to lie to her dad. What a change in the finale, eh? Lies up oh and down. Uh, but uh, so he's like, oh, well, we can just go and then leave, and then so it won't be a lie and. Um, yeah, she's like, oh my god, you would do that? That's so sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. And then uh, Jeff forces her, because he can't force her to do the decathlon, he forces her to serve the lemonade stand at the, the homecoming. Yeah, so now she doubly has to go. Yeah. Because her dad is forcing her, and as punishment, she has to... That's the one thing that is definitely unrealistic about, um, especially these two episodes, is like, uh, you get punished, you go to detention... Or you get suspended. Like, there's no, like, you sell refreshments at the dance, or you're in the AV club now as your punishment. Like, that's ridiculous. But is that because he's a nice guy, and he doesn't report them to the... Also, uh, again, yeah, that's right. It would be the vice principal that would be doling out punishments, yes. not your guidance counselor. That's very true. Okay, the parent scene with uh, when he started naming people, like Hendrix, Kennedy... Hendrix Kennedy, Janis Joplin. That was the meanest line when she was like, dead. "Thank God your grandma's dead for this." I was like, "That oh was ridiculous." My God. And that's when Lindsay finally like flipped her shit, which I would have too. I'm just glad. I'm just glad your grandmother isn't alive. Yeah. yeah, that was such a horrible thing to that say. she skipped class. I mean, come on. Is that what they're mad about? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're a burnout who skips class. <laughs> One afternoon of, yes. You know who skipped class? Horrible thing. Jimi Hendrix. And then he died. And he died. My favorite uh, my favorite person uh, who died was, it was earlier. God damn it. Who was it? I don't oh, know. it was the person who had a premarital sex that died <laughs> of a heroin overdose. Uh. <laughs> uh, oh, terrible. Dead. Died. Heroin. Oh, my God. So extreme. Yeah. So she goes to the dance in her jacket. Mm-hmm. And um, she, you know, decides to dance with Eli. Decides to stay and have fun like her parents suggested. Yeah. They were well, right. Well, it's after Rossi is like, uh, if the worst thing that's happening to you is that someone's forcing you to go to a dance, mm-hmm. then your life cannot be that bad. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, is true. 
He's the best. Yeah. He's the best guidance counselor true. in the Very true. And also, like, the best character. I love Jeff Rosso. Yeah, he's one of my favorites, too. Yeah. And he's when, a heart and, and soul. At one point of this, uh, in this last scene, uh, Lindsay's just calling him Jeff's like, I think we should go back to Mr. Rosso now. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. You're Jeff now. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. And then, yeah, Goldberg starts making fun of them again while they're dancing. And Kim is like, shut up, and, like, punches him, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, she does have a heart. Yeah, her first little nice moment. And the Weirs are back together, which is great. Everyone's in the same room. It's yeah. an, it ends with a dance. Real uplifting. Which is unlike most of the and other episodes. Sticks. Lots more sticks. Lots more sticks. It's a fantastic finale i mean pilot uh, yeah it is i like i like how upbeat it is considering how the rest of the series is not always so upbeat yeah kind of nice to start with a little bit of that even like the finale is <laughs> not upbeat but there's always i feel like the mood is still lighter throughout the whole series well the finale which is called discos and dragons and premiered in july of 2000 is actually one of my favorite episodes it's fantastic yes. as well one of my favorite episodes of tv ever love it so much Daniel is sentenced to audiovisual class as punishment for attempting to pull the fire alarm to get out of taking a test. Lindsay is accepted <laughs> to a two-week academic summit. Nick has a new girlfriend and takes up disco dancing. Yes. I don't think he takes it up. Seems like he's been taking it he's up in for it. a while. Yeah. We just find out that he's doing it. Yeah, exactly. So this almost starts exactly like the other one where uh, Daniel and um, what's his butt? Seth Rogen. Yeah. Nick. N- no. No, damn it. It's... Oh, my God. Yeah, the other one. So, Seth Rogen, Franco, Kim, and Lindsay are all show up at uh, the bowling alley? Yes. Yeah. Ken and uh, Daniel yell, disco sucks, and um, then they see that Nick is in the middle of the dance floor dancing with Sarah, and the looks on Lindsay and oh. Kim's faces were one of my favorite things they were pretty great they were just like what Mm -hmm. like not like the boys were like kind of disgusted and angry but the girls were just in straight up shock it was so hilarious and was hilarious meanwhile well because his attitude towards disco remains the same throughout the series up until like yeah show up to this place and yell at these people Yes. It's, they literally call it a tradition at the beginning of this episode. Yes. It's a tradition for them to go to this place where, like, maybe eight couples are still hanging on to their love of disco and screaming at them. Like, it's really rude. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not for it at all. I love disco, so I can't identify. I love all the music of that area, pretty oh, much. And the our geeks are all excited about this upcoming D&D campaign, but yeah. Sam is over it. He doesn't want to play D&D anymore now that Cindy's broken up with him or with something. He broke like up that. with her, I think right. they said. Yeah. That's right. He's too good for I it can't now. remember their relationship. He, yeah. They get together finally and it turns out she's not as interesting as he thought she would be. Uh, and that's it. It's just, it wasn't what he expected yeah. and they're not a good match and so he ends it. She's stunned that anyone would break up with her. Yeah. And it's... Just a learning experience for him. Yeah. And I'm sure the other two are like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like a cheerleader wants to date you. You can't break up with her. That's crazy. Oh, so great. 
Anyway, Nick's entering a dance contest mm-hmm. at the insistence uh, of his beautiful girlfriend, Sarah. She's wonderful. She's his very in love with him friends and are doting not and caring. supportive. His friends are real jerks in this yeah. episode. They're just the worst They're to not Nick. supportive. The guy who needs a win more than anyone. Should we do it? Should we split up the storylines again? I would say. Uh, yeah, that's probably for the best. Who do you want to talk about first? Let's go with Sam. Let's talk about the dungeons. Okay. Let's do it. Well, they're my, one of the best scenes was when their AV teacher, again, I, I knew nothing about AV in high school, so I don't know what was going on in there. Right. Is tell, like, A, smoking and apologizing for smoking and yeah. then telling them not to smoke. There's a lot of talking about smoking in these episodes. And then he's like, he gives them the lecture, which we hear a lot that, you know, the jocks peak in high school. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to go to Ivy League colleges. You're going to get, you know, date beautiful women. You're going to make all this money. And Sam is like, yeah, but we still have the next four years to get through. Like, I can't, I don't want to be a loser for four years. I don't want to be miserable for four years. I don't want to be bullied for four years. Yeah. And the teacher, I mean. Very reasonable. Adults have such a different perspective of how long, short four years really is. Right? But when you're in it, it feels like a freaking nightmare. Yeah. So that is a really interesting conversation. And then it all gets dropped because they're excited that they have a print of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Which is mentioned in both these episodes. I know, another TV donut show that we have already discussed, and, and not the Holy Grail. But. Well, the Flying Circus. Yeah, it was so great. I agree. Yeah, so that conversation happens, and then it just really turns into like a what are we going to do about Daniel episode, right? Because Daniel gets sentenced to AV for almost pulling a fire alarm because the dude he paid to take his test, broke his arm in gym, and had to get rushed to the hospital. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Is that guy just not going to do was, his test, or is going to do both? Like, I thought he just paid him to copy off of him, like over uh, his shoulder, and okay. the guy wouldn't report him. Because he most, was sitting right next to him, yeah. That yeah. makes supposed to. the most sense. And they're so mad. They're like, the punishment, like the thing we like most about school, that we choose to do every day, is like a punishment for this kid? Like, that's that sucks. So they resolve to like. Oh, but that's also I think because Rosso knows these people so very well, he knows their punishment, and the the like the worst thing he could the do worst to them. thing they could do to them, like putting someone in AV is probably not a punishment for like ninety percent of the students, but for Franco. But Rosso isn't a punishment type of guy. He's trying to help him. Yes, he puts him somewhere that'll give him structure, and, and he like d- a clearly succeeds at it. Yeah, as we see, absolutely because no, it, he doesn't. He totally does, Frank. Because uh, Daniel goes in to do a <laughs> setup, is embarrassed because he's setting up for Lindsay and Kim's class. Totally screws up the projector. Someone else has to get up and help, and the yeah, class applauds. Multiple the times. The teacher gives him crap. And I so, almost had a panic attack watching that scene. It was so stressful. Yeah. Like, you could feel Franco's, like, terror. Yes. And oh. I was like, oh my god, I'm oh. dying on the inside watching this. Yeah. Oh. It was really I uncomfortable. Wanna, my, my, one of my three favorite lines is when Rosso catches Franco about to pull the fire alarm, and he says, there better be a fire, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> And then they're both in their faces. I, I laughed so hard at that line. It was so, so friggin' hilarious. Yeah. Anywho, yes, yeah, so he ends up uh, in the AV club. He ends up 
being terrible at it, and then he ends up getting invited to go play D&D with them. Yes, this is also, new f- book. Before we get there, it's the only time we see Daniel doing anything work-wise. He's actually studying the AV Club manuals. Yes. So he actually cares. And catches him trying to figure it out. The other great... He's trying to set up the, uh, the projector the other, by himself yeah, yes. successfully. The gr- other great scene is between him and Kim when he's complaining about the punishment and she's being like she's humiliated by him coming into class and showing the video and screwing it up and she's just like I don't care like what do you want me to say and he's like I always listen to your problems yeah which is true yeah 100% I felt so bad for him in this yes she was being a terrible girlfriend they do not have a good relationship they should not be together and they hated each other in real life apparently yeah hated each other yeah why I I want to know I want to ask them I think Franco was um, sort of very unpredictable and mm. um, and kind of, I think when you're in a partnership like that, where it also includes a lot of, like, touching. Yes. That can maybe be not your favorite thing. Because they, they have um, a love scene, don't they, in one of the episodes? I can't remember. I don't know they if they do any. Sex. I don't think you don't see anyone have sex, but I think yeah. it's like the lead. But they're kissing. They're always all over each other. Like That's just, true. I think there was some sort of, like, fight where he... I don't know. You can read about it online. Okay. <laughs> Will do. We'll Google away. They weren't fans of each other. And um, I think um, Nick and Lindsay were dating for real. That's mm. very interesting. I think. That's very interesting. Now I have to know how old Seagal, uh, Siegel was in this. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. But it's all online. You can okay. read all about it. We're all about in the trades. So, yeah. So, what, does anything else go on? What up the nothing, right? They're just talking about Cindy. They're talking about being excited about D&D. Like, nothing's really going on with the geeks in this episode. It, their whole storyline well, is Daniel's storyline, Sam basically. doesn't want to play D&D at first. Then he spies him and decides to bring him in to give, like, to help this he guy He doesn't out. invite him. It's uh, long hair. Yeah. It's, yeah. What's his face? We figured the long name out not out, long ago. But, but Sam goes over to talk to the group about... About him. He initiates the conversation right. that leads to yes. him inviting him. So it's like they're giving him a chance. Tonight's D&D campaign is going to be the best ever. Two words. Ancient Babylonia. Have you guys seen the drawing of the goddess Ishtar? Hubba, hubba. <laughs> you should look at the goddess advice. You can see her butt. I just hope you guys are ready to face the dancing sword. Bring it on. Yeah. It's a dancing sword. Well, it's like... It's a sword that can fight without you holding it. What, you just send your sword into battle for you and then you stay home? It's kind of stupid. No, no, you have to be at least three inches away from it when it's fighting. That way you can fight two people at once. It's kind of cool. Hey, Daniel, we're playing D&D tonight. You want to come? Why? I think you'd like it. We could show you how to play. I couldn't do that. Yeah, you wouldn't like it anyway. It's really boring. No. No, it isn't, Neil. You love it. We sit around and crack jokes and eat junk food all night while we're fighting dragons and saving princesses and stuff. It's, it's pretty fun. And the best part is you get to pretend to be somebody you can't be in real life. Okay, I'll play. Really? Yeah, I'll play. Just don't expect me to be good at it or anything. You can't possibly be any worse than Bill. Hey! So, Sam, how about you? Are you in? 
that it's perfect because that's what Daniel really needs is to be with people who aren't his usual group of friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's nervous to go when he gets invited because he's afraid that he won't be smart enough and mm-hmm. that he's not going to be able to know, like he won't understand how to play and all that stuff, which is actually kind of sweet because it's a totally different side of Daniel. Like this episode for me is when this show hits its stride, yeah. which yeah. really sucks because they're really starting to get who these people are, what risks they'll take and how to how to make different combinations of characters and, and stuff like that. Like we get the reference to Franco has given Sam a porn somewhere in the donut. Yeah. Which is hilarious. That was great. So them as like an odd couple, which would be really great, especially if Lindsay and him are endgame. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. It really makes me sad because I think this is the best episode of the series. And it's just like about to take off and we lose we lose it for I know. It's uh it's really sad. I hate Yeah, he loves the D and D so much he wants to literally play again the, the next day. day. It which was, is so hilarious. Yeah, and one he's of the greatest. Carlos the dwarf. He's great at it. There's a lot of D and D jokes in this episode. Oh, you know, and they're all solid. Bill falling in wells. And he he becomes like the leader of the of their party, of and their he D&D says, party. Oh, he saves he the tra- princess <laughs> yeah. at the end, yeah. he He's full into character. Like I love how quickly he takes to it. Yeah, and he's, like, he's all friendly and chummy with them. Yeah. And, and when he goes out of the room, he's like, a drink, Bill? Calls him... Yeah. Cool. I thought it was so cute. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I really love that scene. And then they, they discuss, like, is he turning into a geek, or are we turning into cool people? Yeah. And, and they like, decided oh, it's cool people, definitely which think is they're turning not into right. Cool people. It's definitely no, the opposite. They're, no way. They're totally right. No. They're totally right. Well, I mean, the point is that everyone intermingles Daniel and becomes a bit of each other. Yes. He's not a cool You are person. not just a geek. You are both a freak and a geek. He's a nerd that's not good at school. Greetings, princess. It is I, Carlos the Dwarf. The dragon has been slain, and you're free to rule your kingdom. Well, congratulations, Daniel. You just finished your first Dungeons & Dragons campaign. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, this is really fun. You guys want to do this tomorrow night? Sure. Yeah. I would. The Paris killed me again. <laughs> you had it coming, Bill. We'll kick his ass tomorrow night, Bill. Just leave it to Carlos. Yeah. I'm gonna get another drink. You guys want anything? No. Gordon, Bill. All right. Wow, he's cool. Yeah. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? I don't know. I'm gonna go for us being cool guys. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, definitely cool guys. Cool. The worst kind of nerd to be. All right, let's talk about Lindsay. She doesn't have that. So funny. I'm like saying this is my favorite episode where there's not much of a storyline for either of them. Her whole storyline is she gets into this academic summit. She's not excited about it, but everyone expects her to be excited about it. Her storyline is the, well, not the whole storyline, but the whole, it's the heart and soul of the episode. Well, is yeah. the fact that she falls in love with the Grateful Dead and goes on the and road. goes on the road. Well, she comes, and it all comes down to a choice of doing what she wants or what everyone else expects her to do, which is to take advantage of this supposedly great opportunity, which yeah. she does not care for. And again, she comes to the dead through Rosso. He's the yes. one that gives her the album. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" 
He's like, oh, this is American Beauty. And, and he tells her to use it to study and get ready. And she does the opposite. She uses it to completely blow off her future. And, like, do the stupidest thing she can do, which is, A, run off without telling her parents. Like, that scene, I think, at the bus, when she's telling her mom, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like, is that because she knows within, like, 24 hours they're going to not know where she actually is? That's, I don't, Like, is someone going to sure. call them and say she didn't show up? Or are they just not going to know for two weeks that she didn't go? I assume she's going to tell them after she's left town and it's too late to do anything. I guess. I mean, who knows? My assumption was that she was just going to, like, face the consequences when she returned. And Maybe. stay silent in the meantime. Because in this day and age, like, 1980, yeah. you don't have they a can't leash hunt on her you. down. Yeah. Exactly. Are, are they waiting for her, or are they just like, oh, she's a no-show? She could call, she could probably call them from anywhere and just say she's at the thing. Right. But my thing is, because she's underage, and this place is expecting her yeah are they not immediately gonna, gonna call someone and say well she never got here or did because she cancel something it something could have happened to her did on Lindsay the trip right? yeah we don't we even know if she ever this. accepted it she could just told so, her parents that she's yeah, leaving she may donuts. have not even yeah, yeah they might not make a good point very good point right you are so she's, true she's tricky she's it would it would kid. be extremely selfish if she accepted that spot and then didn't go because somebody else would have been offered that spot yeah that's also true that's very true yeah. uh, i mean great. anyway so she gets on the bus to leave and she ends up going off with kim to go follow the dead around for a few weeks yeah, yeah. which we also don't know like they've made this plan but they've made it behind the scenes mm-hmm. and we find out well, there's a lot that yes. happens in between that. I mean, mostly it involves Nick. Like That's Ken, a whole... Kenny's trying to drag her into his Nick problem, which is that he doesn't like Nick's girlfriend. He doesn't like that Nick has changed. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, oh, he's just doing this to make you jealous. He's trying to get you back. I need you to tell him that it won't work. So he'll stop. And yeah. she's very reluctant. She's like, no, he seems fine. He seems happy. But she still does go along and... And talk it out with him, basically. He does seem happy. He yeah. Quit, he quits smoking he pot. Right, he's doing something. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep, yeah. Totally. We also, we find out in this scene that, well, uh, his fucking face, Seth, Seth Rogen says. Ken. Ken, thank you. We've figured it out. I've been that saying That he it. used to hate Sarah. Nick used to hate Sarah. You used to hate this girl, is, is something he says to him. Hmm. So there, there must thought, have been something in these episodes that I also forgot about. I don't recall. Or maybe it was called that. In the, I, I remember him saying before. that he, he used to hate disco. He used to hate this. Oh my god! Maybe he said disco. I thought he said this girl. That would maybe make it him, was disco. It was disco. Okay. He used to hate okay, disco. Even wrote it. You hate, used to hate this girl. I was like, oh. And then he keeps, he names like some songs, and he's like, "Don't haven't you heard this song? Like it's just the same as Rush." No, or it whatever, goes on. What's the that... difference between Zeppelin and disco? I guess it does. Yes. I don't think Nick likes disco that much. No. I think he, he wants a to be good at something, which he's never been. Yeah, but he also wants a girlfriend that likes him. Yeah, that's and so he can accomplish both in theory by doing disco. But when he, uh, that's where we have this moment where he's at his competition. Lindsay comes to wish him well. They have a little heart to heart, and they're both thinking like she's thinking about how this guy that she used to date has made his life so much better since they stopped seeing each other, and he's become a much better person. They yeah. would have been a better couple now. And she says too, like I, you seem like you're having way more fun with her than you ever had with me. And he's like, Yeah, I am. Which was yeah. like. <laughs> 
heartbreaking. But I think you're exactly right, yeah. is that he's turned himself into a person that she actually might be interested in. But he wasn't that person before. No. Which is so, I mean, it happens so in so many relationships. So exactly. Because it's that catalyst that gets you to finally change. Let's right? be this person now. Uh, going back a little bit, my second favorite line is when they're at the dinner table and she tells her parents about the, um, you know... Trip or whatever, the and they're so proud. Or whatever. Yeah, and she tries to be like, I don't really see the point. Like, it's just more work. Like, why should I go and like just debate with these kids? It's so pointless. Can't we have a normal discussion? And her dad says, "Are you wacky?" <laughs> I love so. Are you wacky? Like that. The way he like emphasized wacky, like wacky means like. I don't know, like high uh, or yeah. Yeah. So whatever it was. Like wacky? it was just, it, oh, it was that was such a good line. Anyway, just had to say that. So Kim and Lindsay are struggling with their friendship, which uh, we haven't seen, but <laughs> has developed yes. obviously in the donut. Definitely they know. seem very tight. Yes, um, but she's kind of choked that Lindsay won't shut up about how much this thing sucks and how she doesn't want to go there and she's like you have so many more opportunities than I have like Daniel like, never you wants get the to go anywhere yeah so that and was Lindsay tells scene. her quite really you, you don't have to wait for Daniel yeah you do can, what you like you can go anywhere you're free you're free to make your own choices yeah and she does Yes. Uh, do you think she even told Daniel that she was leaving I don't think doesn't so seem I like think it. the two of them are just like this is for us we're hitting the road we're having fun and it doesn't even matter because the whole Kim and Daniel relationship is so weird. It's not even like they're in a relationship half the time. Hmm. So I don't even know. If... That's so high school too, though. Like yes. <laughs> People that are like, you, there's always that couple where you're like, what is up with them? Like, why are they even doing this to each other? It's torturing them. It's torturing us. Like, just stop. They like being tortured. Yeah, it's really crazy. I thought it was so funny, the conversation that Nick has with Sarah about, like, no, I like you. And he says something about, like, how he was destined for disco. And oh. then, A, he, like, de- he doesn't do nearly as well in the contest as he thinks he's going to. Then we find out, I thought like, he did amazing. they're about to shut down. But I think the point of that no, was yeah. to show us that he's not that good at it, right? Well, no, no, he's good. He's good. He goes out, he does a solid routine. He's, I think he a, he's, solid. he's pretty aggressive for a dancer. Was, well, he, no, he's Especially angry for dancing. disco. Because of what happened with Lindsay. I wonder about that because he's kind of angry dancing, but he's also focused. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's angry about Lindsay. I think he's like a little wistful. Yeah. I think he's like, there's something that could have been, could it still. No, this is what I. This is my life right now. Yeah, I don't think he's like thinking. Oh, I could have made things work with that girl. I think he's angry dancing, but I think they're doing it for comedic effect, and they thought that would it would be fun. Like he's like, this is so funny what I'm doing right now. I, which it is. I agree that he's dancing like aggressively, yeah. but I think it's because he's so focused. But a lot of so disco focused. is very aggressive. But then he gets off, and his girlfriend congratulates him. Says Sarah says, "Yo, you were great." And then the next dancer gets up. And A, he's really great, like really good right off the bat. I don't, even, agree. I don't even think I agree. I don't think he was better. He was I definitely thought, better. The few I moves thought... that he actually pulls off before he starts doing all those dumb magic tricks, mm-hmm. way better. I didn't, way more fluid. I didn't think so. But I don't think it's just him. I think the whole thing is a weird, it's a weird turn because it's like the, it's there's only a few couples even there. And then you find out later that they're going to stop uh, this is the last time they're doing it, right? Or, so, like, are they really telling him, are they telling us, like, it just, it seems sad that he was, like, destined, like, disco is my destiny. And then, 
And then it's like just goes dead. Like it's, it's dead. dying. It's, it's already it's dying. It's already dead. It's dead I don't in know. the back room at a bowling alley. It's like alley. in the pilot, his dream is the drums, and that's his essence and his passion. And now he's saying disco is his destiny, but disco is dead. Like and I don't he's know. not good enough at it. I, exactly. That's and that's my... what. That's why it's the saddest storyline because he's yeah everything he wants to be good at he's not good at yeah i that i guess that's what uh, i'm asking was, uh, was it supposed to be super depressing because it feels super depressing his character is as a whole like he i yeah. feel like he he failed so much throughout the series yeah he yeah. tries but he loses yeah constantly and yeah like, i never grew to like him and i feel like that's that's sad you never, you feel, never grew to like Nick? I should feel bad. No. Even by the, the last episode? The whole time, I didn't like him, yeah. I felt like he'd become a much better person in that finale. But I also don't think I, like... What did you guys think about when the DJ, like, freaked out on Ken? I thought that was appropriate. These guys have been coming in regularly to yell, He's disco finally sucks. on his own. Yeah. He finally has, like, they're finally sticking around long enough for him to get a word in edgewise. Yeah. All right. But then again, like, we, we, I am on board with Ken, have in a way if i have to pick a side obviously i'm gonna pick rock and roll over disco i what i liked most was when he was like where's franco when you need him and then like we we know where he is like which is something he'd be just as apt to make fun of right like i don't know it just was that's actually a good point they have no idea where he is and where he is is playing D D with like freshmen like it's just it's I love it. This my third favorite line, which I would put money is ad libbed, is when it's is Ken's it going to be the same? No, it's not. Says you're too tall to be a good dancer. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. laughed so hard at that. No, my favorite line also happened in this scene, but later, and it was Nick. They didn't say that we were allowed to do magic. Yeah. Wow, he's really good. Too tall to be a good That's dancer. the worst part, is hearing the difference between his girlfriend saying, you're really good, and then saying it about this guy. Where yeah, like, where she really meant it. really impressed. Yeah. It was it's, really sad. I don't uh, care for Sarah. No, me either. I like her, uh, but she's kind of off-putting. She's not... She, she's desperate. No, she's desperate. Really. She yeah. is desperate. Trying to impress his friends. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. She really wants us to work, which I like, mm. kind of. It's no, annoying no. to watch Something her try and make it happen, but... Yeah. So yeah, the yeah, last definitely. scene is they the family sends Lindsay off on the bus and the even Neil and Phil show up to give her a kiss and chocolates and yeah. uh which we never mentioned that uh Neil has been in love with Lindsay for their whole life. Yeah. And he finally gets a kiss. Does he get a kiss before this scene? I don't think so. I think he aspires for a kiss this whole series and he gets it in this scene. And then when Bill says, like, I even got it for free. Yeah. Didn't even have to try for it. Didn't have to bring chocolate. And I think or he's anything. been trying the whole series yeah. to get a kiss, I'm pretty sure. Amazing. Yes. Love it. I so do too. Much. Great series, one of the best. Yes. Easily I wonder if this could crack my top ten. For me, it's just the Maybe un- unfinishedness yes. of it. Like uh, Eric, who's our you know our clash buddy, claims that part of the perfectness is is that it's so contained. If you think of it as a mini series, it's great. Uh, and it does end like that's it's a it's a proper ending. I would say yes. Even it was yes. not intended to be a finale, but but it works. It works. It does. It works into leading us into more. It also works into letting us go. And just seeing, you know, leaving them where we left them, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, for me, it's not high up on a lot of my lists for that very reason, is that 
I need three more seasons for it to be a complete thing. I agree. But I'm sure that would have ruined it, as it always does. Because the more episodes you have to do, the less good it gets. Hmm. Usually. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> Usually. Some shows continue on. Do we have a donut quiz? Yeah, we got a donut quiz. Am I gonna now. win it? Probably. Well, I'm, I, am I still Probably. on the streak? Yes, you've been killing it lately. However, I know this one now, yeah, but I, I don't remember it well, well, so I'm not gonna do good. Yeah, we'll see. Because since you guys both know it, I'm trying to focus in on the smallest details possible. All right, I probably won't. I haven't watched it in a while. Mr. Fredericks, played by Tom Wilson, Biff from Back to the Future. Yes, mm-hmm. we forgot to mention that. Oh, so good in this, so yeah. charming, fantastic. Um, What's his first name? Is Didn't it... even know it was his last name was Mr. Fredericks. So. Oh, well then you're going to have an easy time with it's, this. I'm guessing. I just wrote Biff the whole time. Is it A? I did too. Guy. B, Victor. C, Lance. D, Desmond. What's his last name? Fredericks. Say them again. Guy, Victor, Lance, or Desmond. Okay, I have my answer. Do I you... also do. Do you want to say this? I'm going with... Time? Sure. Okay, One, ready? Two. Go. Three. A. A. Sorry. <laughs> you both said guy. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. It's Lance. Oh, it's Lance. Lance before you, uh, before you gave us the uh, options, I was going to go pick D, but then when you said D, whatever that was, it did not sound correct, so I changed my mind. Which I think is a nice uh, nice character detail, considering he's one of the guys always saying ladies, and I think he's guy overly masculine. Yes. Though he turns out to be a really nice guy, which I like. That's good. He's, uh, my, you remember. My memory is the rope climbing episode. That's all I have in my memory. <laughs> Oh, yes. My God, where they all get but He's not a good guy in that burn. one, yeah. But he is when he street. starts trying to date Bill's mother. Oh, right, yes. Which is, uh, I believe, where we find out his first name. Uh-huh. Well, that's They good. come to an uneasy truce. You should know someone's name if they're dating your mother. Hmm. Where does Ken live, according to his fake ID? Is it Ooh. Benton Harbor, Pittsburgh, Canada, or Vancouver? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, D, Vancouver. I'm going with A. Sorry, guys, it's Canada. Oh. He gets to the party, and they say, they see his ID, and he, they ask him, where are you from? Ken just says, Canada. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my God. It. I was just thought because he's really from Vancouver, maybe they was, let Those him options have. are all over the place. The first one just sounds like a place I don't know. Then Pittsburgh is a well-known place. And then Vancouver is probably there because we're there. And Canada is not a place. It it's, is a place. It is. Which is that, but that's, that's the one I rolled says, out immediately. Uh, I'm like, Benton Harbor is uh, the place that Kim tells her parents that Kim tells her parents that Lindsay has a uh, that Lindsay has a um, ba, 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 a cabin. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. All right, what show was Bill watching during Lindsay's Kager? Dallas, Stripes, Caddyshack, or Gunsmoke? Two of those aren't shows or movies. A movie show. Call it what you like. Okay. Uh, is it your time I'm going with Stripes. I'm going with Gunsmoke. Sorry, guys. Dallas. <laughs> Damn it. We're going to get zero. Oh, there's plenty. How about this? This is a, this will, this one you guys will probably recognize. What does Bill dress as for Halloween? His mother? Wonder Woman? Well, Wonder Woman's alter ego. The Bionic Woman? Or Crystal Carrington from Dynasty? I'm going to say C. I'm also going with Bionic Woman. Correct. You're yes! both correct. You I both get points. Sure. Fantastic. We finally got one right. Rashida Jones pops in as a bully, friend of Kim's. Oh, yeah, she does. What does she write 
on Sam's locker. Hey, I even remembered it was with the lockers when you just said that. Great. This is one you might be able to get. Is it Frodo, Nerd, Geek, or Dweeb? I think it's... Oh, I'll go with D. I think it's Dweeb, too. Guys, it's Geek. Of course it is. I didn't think it was. It was obvious. It's too obvious. Yeah, none of those clicked for me. I'm like, oh, damn it. I thought it would. I thought it was going to be like tampon or something. Okay. Which of these plot threads would have appeared in season two? Ooh. Sam gets tall. Lindsay's an addict. Kim's pregnant. Neil's parents are divorcing. All of the above or none of the above? Those five options? Those are, well, six options. Yeah. Including oh, yeah. all of the above and none of the above. I think C and D were likely possibilities. Those are my 50-50s as well. So we should each pick a different one so and one of us can win. All right, I'll go with C. Okay, I'll go with Sam's parents get divorced. Guys, it was all of the above. See, that was no, the, was the only. Above. I didn't think Lindsay would become an addict. That yeah. sounds dumb. These that were Paul. These were just dumb. like proposed storylines from Paul Feig, things that he wanted to discuss in season two. Yeah, that's. No. I don't know if it, what it would have been on, what she would have been addicted to. Hopefully, LSD after the dead. Probably. LSD. That's hilarious. Okay, how about this? What is who is McKinley High's rival high school? Jefferson High, Taft High, Roosevelt High, Lincoln High. The episode with Shia in it. That's right. Roosevelt. Taft. Ah, guys. Lincoln. It's Lincoln. Damn it! That was the one I again <laughs> ruled out. Alright, I got one jo- one last one. Let's go with a little Joe Flaherty question. Okay. In Tricks and Treats, the Halloween episode, Mr. Weir wears a vampire cape. This is an allusion to what role of Joe Flaherty's? The one I've mentioned in multiple episodes of this show. I'll mention it anyways. Was it SCTV, The Wrong Guy, Detroit Rock City, or Maniac Mansion? Oh, God. Is that what it was called? I'm going to say SCTV. Oh, I'll have to go with Maniac Mansion. It was SCTV playing the part of Count Floyd. I was like, he's not a vampire in that show. I just remember it. I'm like, he's just a dad in that show. No, I thought it was... Uh... I win! Hannah, you nailed it. Where's my donut? I'm bringing it over. One nothing. I'm getting it. Two nothing. I'm fetching the donut. I just got the last one right. That's right. Two one. I forgot that I got a point. Yeah, you did. Take this. Pass this to the winner, please, Saskia. Where's this? Where's our box? They didn't have any boxes today. That's a lie. Sour cream? Uh, It is a vanilla old fashioned. Mm. It looks delicious. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Shall we pick our next show? Yes, let's please do that. Guys, number between 1 and 953. Hmm. Saskia, would you care to go first? I'm going to go with uh, 553. I'm going to go with 552. I'm going to prices right you. Okay. Let's see where we're at there, guys. Hopefully it's something really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 553 is Once Upon a Time, Mm. and it's your donuts, Saskia. Well, that's a promising guess. 552 is Once and Again, one of my all-time favorite shows. Once and Again? But we can't do that because I might have to do it. I guess we know what it is. It's Once Upon a Time, Yes, that's amazing. You haven't seen any of it, right? I've seen some of it. Season one. Yes. Going back to Little... Henry. Oh, God, he's the worst. It's um, he's not a great worst. show. No, it's a train wreck mind. of a show. At least story-wise. The costumes are fantastic. Yeah, Costumes are. are fabulous. Yeah. And I well. still enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. Are you still watching it? Uh, It hasn't come... 
Has it come back? I don't know. I uh, I watched. When they went to hell. I watched all of hell, and I watched they went all to hell. Oh fuck! Mm. Like it's they worse than hell. you could possibly. That was the that was by far the worst season I've ever. What are storybook characters doing in hell? Mm. I guess hell's part well, of the Hades. storybook. Oh, it's Hades. They are trying to rescue Hook. Well, this is all season five, oh, which we shouldn't even me. be don't talking about. Don't tell me anything. I need People to... die. Someone actually really dies for good. I didn't think fairy book characters could die. Oh, they can. They can. Yes. Usually they go to hell, but then someone's soul completely got obliterated that season. Obliterated. Oh. Do you want to know who it is? Yes. I won't spoil it yet. Tinkerbell? <laughs> Tinkerbell lives. Okay, so who gets obliterated? Oh, but uh, funnily enough, some heroes are actually villains. Peter Pan? Mm-hmm. Bad guy. Really? Real bad. Oh, boy. Father of Rumpelstiltskin, who is Peter Mr. Gold. Peter Pan is the father? We're going to Mr. Gold. It's complicated. It is complicated. Jeez, I... The Peter Pan season is actually good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Okay, now I'm interested in the show. You've, you've, you've piqued my curiosity. Yeah, there's certain, like, it's, it's... Season one, I would say, is the worst. But I've stopped watching it, so... Yeah, for me, it was definitely... Could be worse now. Season of Hell. Yeah. Was by far the worst. All right, well, we'll get all into it next episode. Uh, Once upon a time, thanks exciting. for listening, guys. Yes, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Oh, are you sure you don't want us to drive here to U of M? We don't mind. No, mom, it's okay. I kind of like to do this, you know, get my head straight before I get there. Okay, I understand. Ah, oh, we are so proud of you. You go and have yourself a great time. Yeah, you go and make the weirs proud. Be smarter than all those other kids. Harold. Mm. <laughs> Have a nice time, Lindsay. I'm gonna miss you. Thanks, Sam. Come on, I'm only going for a couple weeks. You won't even know I'm gone. Yeah, I guess so. See ya. See ya. Hi, Dad. Mwah. Oh, no, no, no. Lindsay, Lindsay, wait, wait, wait. Hi. Okay, I got something for you. It's chocolates for a sweet trip. Yeah, we always get my grandma chocolates when we put her on the bus. Yeah, and we pin her name and address on her jacket in case she gets lost. Thanks, Neil. It's nice. Bye, Bill. Well, hey, he didn't get you anything. Oh, that's just for coming down. It didn't cost me a cent. <laughs> All right, I'll see you. Okay, Bye-bye, honey, sweetie. we'll see you. Hey, Mom. Yes, sweetie? I'll see you soon. Okay, honey. Okay. Love you. I miss you already. If my words did glow With the gold of sun And my tunes were played on the hall of strung. Would you hear my voice come through the music? Would you hold it near as it were your own? It's a hand-me-down. Thoughts are broken Perhaps They're better Left unsung I don't know 
don't really care Let there be songs To fill the air When there is no pebble tossed, no wind to blow, reach out your hand. If your cup be empty, if your cup is full, may it be again, let it be known. There is a fountain. That was not made by the hands of men. La da da da. La da. da. 